Hello, and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Pack Mag Parents Podcast. Bree James here with you. Now, today, we're going to talk about the mental load because it's one of those things that uh, definitely stresses a lot of parents, especially mums, out. So Dr. Robin Miller, she's an Australian medical doctor who works in Northern Australia, and uh, she found that when she returned to work after maternity leave, experienced the struggles of the mental load. Now, when she couldn't find any strategies to effectively offload half of this invisible labour to her partner, Robin drew upon the skills and experience of neuroscience and organisational management to help her own unique strategy. So in 2019, she founded the Mental Load Project to help other women to recognise and rebalance the mental load in their relationships. Now, you may not have heard of the mental load, but you're definitely carrying it, probably a huge load uh, and not knowing it and wondering why you're so tired and why your brain can't even remember what you ate for breakfast one hour ago. So today we're going to explore how we can offload some of that mental load so that we have a happier and healthier you. Now, our guest, Dr. Robin Miller, will help us understand what it is and how we can lessen the burden by sharing it more equally in our relationships and our families. So let's get her on Zoom. It's time to get to class. So, Robin, can you explain what the mental load is? So, I think the mental load kind of encompasses this big topic of all of the invisible stuff that goes on to make anything happen. So, if you think about anything in a household sense, you know, cooking dinner, for example, you can think of cooking the dinner as the actual execution of the task, you know, physically chopping up the carrots, chopping up the onions, frying them, whatever you're doing. But the mental load is thinking about what you're going to have for tea, working out whether you've got the ingredients in the fridge, looking up the recipe if you need to, remembering to go to the shop to buy some more, realizing when you run out of something to add it to the shopping list for the next week, all of that stuff that goes on beforehand and a little bit afterwards. That's more the stuff that's all internalized and thinking, but actually takes a lot of time and effort that goes beyond just doing whatever task it is. Yeah, because it's incredible. You just think, oh, this is a really easy task. But when you actually break down the thought process that goes behind, like you just said, a a simple meal, uh, there's so much that happens behind the scenes that people don't realise. And I guess that's why, um, you know, I, I know mothers in particular are so tired. And I think it's, yeah, as you know, even if you were just doing things for yourself, there's mental load involved. But as you start doing more things for other people, um, you know, you have kids and then they can't work out what needs to go in their childcare bag for themselves. You know, there's, you're doing all of that for them as well. And so it just multiplies, you know, the more other people you're sort of caring for and, you know, carrying their mental load for as well. And I guess mostly women carry the majority of the mental load. Why do you think that is? So I think it's quite historical uh, and sort of just what has ended up happening. So I guess, you know, if you think back a few generations, women were sort of in charge of the home activities. And then as, you know, time has gone on, women have stepped more into the workplace. And I think dads and men have stepped more into 
taking on some of the stuff around the house, you know, might be cooking or doing the washing or whatever it might be. But we haven't yet got to the situation where I think the mental load and that invisible labor and that who is kind of responsible for organizing all of that stuff has changed. So I think we as women often feel that, you know, we're responsible for it, but also society, you know, you get those cues from society. And if, you know, a child is sick, then the first person to be called is the mum. Or if you walk into a house and it's dirty, um, you it sort of seems to be more the responsibility for the mother. Oh, you know, they didn't bother tidying up before we came over. Or similarly, if it's clean, like, oh, she keeps the house really nice. And that is all just deeply ingrained. So you don't even realize that it's happening, but all of those expectations are fed to us. And we, I think, you know, just continue to observe those sort of patterns that we've observed for generations I love that you break it down yeah that it the task is one thing but it's the thinking of the task behind the scenes that um that actually is what's more arduous sometimes yeah well it, it sort of multiplies doesn't it and then the more things you have going on in your head then kind of the less efficient you can be because there's all these competing ideas and thoughts and you know remembering oh have I done that yet you know did I have I forgotten to do that pay that bill respond to that message whatever it might be so it actually you know multiplies because you're thinking of multiple things before you even get to the chance of doing them Mm. so how do you think that we can you know I guess share that mental load more because as you said like you know the women are still thinking about all of the little things that make up that one task how can we share that mental load So I think there's two things. One is to recognise that it's sort of these deeply ingrained patterns of behaviour that, you know, we have learnt and sort of become socially conditioned to do and expect. And so one is to undo that um, on both sides, like on both for men and for women. One really practical thing I think that you can do for yourself and in your house is to start dividing whole tasks and whole activities rather than just delegating simple things. So rather than saying, oh, can you cook dinner and I'll have the meat defrosted and this is we're going to be having tacos and this is what has to happen, then you can say, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are your nights, Monday, Tuesday are my nights and you can do all of the thinking and if it's your night, you know what you're cooking and you know what's there and you know, you know, if you don't have something you're going to have to do without or run out to the shops. Um, And you can then determine it that way or one person is responsible for packing the childcare bag. So rather than saying, oh, can you grab me two more nappies because we need to pop two more in, like someone is responsible for that whole activity and they take on both the mental load of it as well as the actual execution, the physical load of doing that. Then you can stop sort of delegating specific or can you just grab this, can you just do this and actually give away an entire part of the mental load as well? Yeah, because I think, you know, as women, we are very good at handing over tasks that, you know, you've got all the bits and pieces there ready to go, um, like a meal, like you said, Uh, but handing over that whole mental load, I guess that is going to take a little bit of, uh, I guess, self-reflection and allowing things not to be perfect sometimes. Well, I think allowing not necessarily things not to be perfect, but 
um, allowing things not to necessarily be done the same way that we would do them ourselves um, and also um, appreciating if we do pass over you know the mental and the physical load for whole topics that we have probably been doing that and thinking about that for years if not decades so we can't expect that you know you, our partners who might be doing it uh, or at least doing it from the overall point of view of doing the whole mental load and as well as the physical task taking that on for you know as a new thing that they've not necessarily done or at least not had the practice of doing for the years that we've done it so I think mm -hmm. showing some allowance for that and trying not to gatekeep um, during that process so that we can actually effectively offload rather than you know still be that CEO person um, you know touching up and stepping in we're just like okay we'll just let that be and you know they will work out their own way and their own um, you know style for doing that and we can then both kind of be joint CEOs of the tasks because I'll have these topics that I'll do and you'll have those topics that you'll do. Yes, I, I like the sound of this. It's sounding really great. <laughs> so you started the Mental Load Project. What was your inspiration behind that? So I guess when I started the Mental Load Project, I didn't, well, I actually just got to the point after I went back to work after having um, our daughter, I just realised that all of our sort of we had this continual source of conflict about the mental load. So I would, you know, expect that, you know, both of us would be carrying the mental load. And so I'd be like, well, you know, why didn't you think of doing that? And my husband would say, well, I did exactly what you asked. And so it was this kind of continual source of conflict. So I started reading a whole lot about it and trying to work out, like I thought, this mustn't just be me who deals with this, just trying to work out ways to manage it and not have this sort of, sort of continual source of conflict and then I um, you know found that there's a lot of talk about it and it is a really common experience but there weren't really a lot of strategies on offer and so I just thought well I've got to try and work something out here and so I sort of drew on different areas and I guess you know just um, I was lucky from a work point of view I'd had spent time doing child psychiatry and I'd done a, like a master's in health management so I kind of had these few different strands of experience that I'd gained I guess over the decade previous that I could put together to work out my own plan and really I didn't necessarily expect it would even work but when it did I could start just noticing these changes in the conversations that my husband and I were having but also the conversations that you know he was having with his friends or colleagues just about oh hey did you know that you know toddlers like to eat this and I was like oh actually you must be thinking about you know food preparation and how to you know introduce solids because you are now having these conversations not just with me but outside and it's all of those conversations that you know you tend to ask you know other mum friends too but I think I really got the sense that the mental load has shifted when my husband started having those conversations in his social circles too yeah. And so the mode project in itself was really just formed because like once I got to this point, I, you know, told my sisters and spoke to friends, but I really wanted a way to share what I'd learned more. So that's sort of when I started the Mental Load Project Instagram account um, and then the blog as well, just as a way to 
share what I'd learned in the process because I knew it was such a kind of common problem but without a whole lot of strategies out there in terms of ways to change these deeply ingrained patterns of behaviour. Yeah, well, I guess the biggest hurdle is realising there's an issue and, um, you know, talking about it and then, yeah, having those solutions is, is the next step. Exactly. Even just awareness. That's why I think with, you know, the um, Instagram account and the post, like a lot of people say, like just having a name for it and just knowing that it's um, a thing and that it's not just me going crazy helps them to sort of start with that process. And so definitely awareness of the issue is, you know, the first step towards change. Because yeah, you hear a lot of mums are like, I just need to defrag. My brain is just so full. Um, you know, my, my hard drive, it's done. It's full. I've got so many things, so many uh, tabs open at the same time. Yep. Um, yep, we're full. So any parting advice for people listening right now about, you know, the mental load and how we can share it better? So like I said, I think awareness is a good thing. So even just starting a conversation about it, um, reading a little bit more about it, if that means coming over and checking out our, um, us on Facebook or Instagram um, or at mentalloadproject.com, you know, just have a bit more of a read about it, I think is a great first step and start that conversation. And then I think the first thing in terms of ways to tackle it within your household is just to start thinking about that division of tasks and topics and activities rather than delegating specific, can you just do this now? And actually just um, dividing that overall responsibility, I think is the first way. What I do in the Share the Mental Load course, which is sort of the program that we run at the Mental Load Project, is actually go back a little bit, a few steps before that and try and unpack and undo all of those deeply ingrained habits that we have that sort of generate this pattern of behavior but I think the first thing to do is just a be aware of it and know that it's not just you and b start thinking of dividing at the overall responsibility stage for all the activities in your household I love it Dr Robin Miller check out the mentalloadproject.com for more information but thank you so much uh, for helping us work out ways to share the mental load. It's certainly um, time that we have a bit of space in our brain. Exactly. Thanks so much for chatting, Brie. my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Robin. If you're loving the PacMag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Pinterest. It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show? Well, we learned a lot. So number one was do what you can. Now, instead of remembering something and holding on to that thought until you're ready to deal with it, do it straight away. There's lots of mental load tasks like that that can be done in less than 60 seconds. So doing them first time they pop into your brain saves some mental energy. Simply by not having to remember them several times before doing them can really help with your mental load. Number two was to start dividing whole tasks and activities, not just part of them, the whole task. So we need to achieve division of the mental load and not delegate by certain tasks. So by dividing these tasks, we're making sure that one person is responsible for the whole thing rather than just delegating smaller bits uh, and pieces of it when you're still carrying the mental load. So that's a really great piece of advice. It's going to be hard, ladies and, and dads that are really hands-on as well, but you need to do it, all right, for your own mental sanity. Number three was to remember you're not alone. The mental load is very, very real. There is a reason behind why you feel so tired and exhausted. And it's time to discuss with your partner on ways you can both share the mental load and create some new habits.
Well, that's the show. We hope you love this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. The mental load, so much in it, so much to unload, ladies and gents. So let's uh, let's try and share that mental load a little bit more. A big thank you to everyone who's made the show possible, especially Dr. Robin Miller for coming on the show today. It was great to have you. Until next time, parents, happy parenting. And don't forget to tell everyone you heard it on PacMag. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest or you've got a weird, wacky or wonderful product to share, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at pacmag.com.au. This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.